One, two, three. Looking for uh, Terry Stevens. And I'm looking for Josh Todd. Is he speaking? What's up, buddy? All sorts of stuff, man. We are so stoked to see you guys at Northwoods Rock Rally. Oh, we're stoked to come. It's been a lot. This tour has been a lot of fun. Hell yeah, man. Gen X Summer Tour. So for you, dude, I mean, you've been doing this thing for a while now. Going on tour with all these bands who are breaking out huge the same time, the same time that Buck Cherry was breaking out. Are, are you having some flashbacks here, man? Uh, yeah, you know, uh, I've been fortunate enough to have a lot of longevity in this uh, game, which is hard to do. And and these guys have all hung in there as well and, and got a gang of hits between us. And so, yeah, when uh, when we're out here doing this, it's, uh, you know, we walk around and, and there's a lot of smiles. You know, we're all older now and, and we're just really grateful to be still in the game. Hell yeah, man. I was talking with uh, Kevin from Lit yesterday, and he was talking about, you know, we're all older, we're all a bit wiser, we we don't go as hard, like, after the show's over as we used to, and we enjoy our lives the next morning a lot more that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you gotta, that, that's the thing, you know, if you wanna, if you wanna be consistent out here, and you have to really take care of yourself, <clears throat> especially singers, you know, we have to, we have to really look after ourselves. It's not fun being a singer if you wanna do this for a living. No, hell no. I was uh, thinking earlier today about the about the career trajectory, about the musical path that Buck Cherry took, and I, I didn't I, I didn't think about it until earlier today. You guys have a lot in common with Guns N' Roses, and that you reminded rock of something. So, like in the late '80s, Guns N' Roses reminded. Uh, well, for real though, hear me out here. Hear me out. This, this no, is no, no one has no one has ever uh, explained it like that. And you know what? When I think about it, I, I, it totally makes sense. But go ahead. Here, here we go. This is this is my this is uh, the Terry Stevens theory of Buck Cherry and Guns N' Roses having very much in common here. In the late '80s, Guns N' Roses reminded everybody that rock is supposed to be dirty and dark and dangerous, and they reminded it, reminded us of it so much as that then grunge came along and everybody was very sad for a long time. And then in the late nineties, you and Buck Cherry come along and you guys reminded everyone that rock is supposed to be fun again. You're supposed to party, man. So really you both changed yeah. the game in very different ways. Yeah. I mean, that that's really cool. That's a great observation. And, and I appreciate that, you know, and when it's funny that you say that because this is the thing, it's weird. I, I grew up in Orange County, California. Uh, when I was going up as a kid, uh, there was a giant punk rock movement at the time. And so all my, all my early records were all independent labels. They were all these bands making these great records and they weren't, uh, they weren't, um, they didn't have a major level label, label uh, kind of censoring them, you know? So those are the records that I really loved because I was going through a lot of stuff as a kid and, and, and I felt like, you know, those records really spoke to me, you know? So cut to the eighties, when the 80s were happening, I really did not get the majority of the 80s rock movement. I thought it was contrived and kind of ridiculous. I just, and people, people always wonder, uh, you know, they always wonder why that's my, uh, you know, that, that's what happened with me. And it's just because, like, there were, there were bands like Winger and Slaughter and, like, White Lion and stuff like that. And I, I, just, I just didn't get it. And then when Guns N' Roses came out, I was like... Ooh, I like this because it, it seems honest and genuine, and like this feels real to me. And it was like all the girls wanted to f Axel, and all the dudes <laughs> wanted to, be, and all the dudes wanted to be Axel. And I thought this guy is like the perfect frontman for me, like to to like, you know. And and 
you know, there were guys like that along the way, like Steven Tyler and Robert Plant and Brian Johnson and stuff like that. But um, yeah, so I get what you're saying. You've been pretty busy over the last year with Josh Todd and the conflict. Are we going to hear any of that when you guys hit the stage next week, next week in Glen Florida? No, no, the conflict is like, it's a lot heavier. You know, we're tuned in like C for the conflict. And, you know, the whole concept behind the conflict was to start, you know, to go back to my roots. You know, I was, I came up, like I said, with much heavier music. And so I was always in four piece bands and I wanted to create another, another uh, brand where I could, you know, go to it and make a record and be creative and tour and give Buck Cherry a rest and then come back to Buck Cherry and then do this for a while and give the conflict a rest. So that was the whole uh, theory behind it. And so I wanted two entities to be separate. And plus, you know, there's so many songs, Buck Cherry songs, we don't even get to get to because there's so m- we have seven records and one EP, you know, already. And, you know, we can't even get to it all, you know. So, no, there won't be any conflict stuff with the Buck Cherry. When, now you've got a headlining set next Friday, so you can dig a little bit yeah. deeper into that into that Buck Cherry catalog. What, what's that one song, man? What's that one song in the Buck Cherry catalog? Probably a non-single that you're like, I can't wait to break this out on stage. You know, I really like the Confessions record. It was uh, it was really challenging uh, lyrically for me because it was kind of a concept record. It was you know it was based on the Seven Sins. And I had to really create songs that would go with like gluttony and greed and, you know, and so I had to write and rewrite songs sometimes that that song was, it was a labor of love, but it was also very aggravating at times. So I had a lot of breakthroughs on that record. So I always like to revisit that and like do songs like greed and envy and stuff like that, you know, stuff off the beaten path. What was the toughest sin to write around? Uh, I think when I wrote about my father's, uh, suicide, you know, um, it, it, it was a song called Sloth and that was, that was really hard to get through for me because, um, you know, it, it really had a profa- profound effect, effect on me as a kid. I was 10 years old when it happened and, and, uh, it made me very, very sad and very angry, you know, both at the same time. So, um, that was really tough to get through, but I really liked the song. And that was the inspiration for the Suicide King on your back, is that not? Yeah, the only king in the deck with a knife to his head, for sure, yes. You do have an impressive collection of ink. One thing that we haven't seen you do yet, you haven't gone for the face tat. Is that in the future for Josh Todd? <laughs> it's funny you say that, you know. Um, I, I got to tell you, you know, like, the end goal for me tattoo wise was to be an old man and to be like completely have a bodysuit, you know, like the Yakuza and, yeah, and, yeah. and, and Japan and Japan, you know, I mean, that's what I, that's what I really want. And that's what I will do at some point. Um, when all is said and done, but I asked my wife the other day, <laughs> I, I really, I really, <laughs> uh, I really like head tattoos, like full head tattoos. Like I really love the Japanese tattooing art. So, my daughter had this project at school where she had to do a whole thing on tattooing and she got this, re- this amazing Japanese tattooing book from the bookstore. And like, there's all these like head, you know, guys with their complete heads done. 
And I was like, man, that's so dope. You know, I was like, so I took a picture of one of them and had like a big dragon on it and like some other things and, and big black wind bars. And it was just amazing, you know? And I was like, honey, uh, would you be really bummed out if I did this? And she's like, yeah. And she's like, yes. <laughs> so I'm going to have to hold that off till I'm like, I got to be really old and decrepit and then I'm going to do it. It had to be a matter of time. I mean, either that or if you do decide to release a mumble rap album, I'm pretty sure it's a prerequisite that you have to have face tats for that. So, I mean, all these rap dudes are just taking it to the next level, man. They all got like, tats over their eyebrows and their forehead and, and they look cool too they look bitching so i don't know you know it, it's pretty awesome but i i am a father and i i do have things i gotta show up for that you know i gotta kind of i don't want to like scare too many I already scare them enough you know <laughs> gotta keep it somewhat <laughs> civilized for the pta meeting absolutely that's that's right now, uh, several years ago, uh, Buck Cherry had a bit of a viral sensation when Teresa, a lovely bride, walked down the aisle while singing Crazy Bitch. Now, you, you revisited this with Tosh 2.0 and actually spent some quality time with the couple, but I let, let's take it back to when that video broke. What was your reaction when you saw this video? Uh, I just thought, well, first of all, I think I don't know who was lip syncing it or who was singing it, but they had the they had the lyrics wrong first of all, <laughs> and then and then I just thought, what a nightmare, you know, for your wedding to like bring, bring that song out. I can think of there's so many other uh, people that have had their first dance to songs like uh, "Open My Eyes" and a song called "All of Me" that we have, and so that really touches me because it, it seems very appropriate and cool and um, lyrically the content and the and the the type of song, but to see that, it was just like, wow. But my favorite part of that video was the father that was covering his son's ears with uh, his hands. That was, that was great. That was actually the bride's brother and <laughs> nephew. And, oh uh, yeah, just, it's amazing to me that you were mortified for them. That's great. <laughs> yeah, it was. Have you heard from the couple at all lately since you filmed that episode of Tosh 2.0? No, no, we just, we, we had a nice time with them that day, but no, I haven't stayed in touch. I, I sometimes wonder if they're still together. That's <laughs> <laughs> you, you never know. Now, um, last year marked uh, the debut of Josh Todd and the conflict on recording. When are we going to get some of that new Buck Cherry, man? It's been a little while. Uh, yeah, well, uh, I'm glad you asked. We, we've been writing since November of last year. We have 30 songs for a 10-song Buck Cherry record. We go in... Uh, we go in in September and record it, and uh, Mike Palagnikoff is uh, is producing it, and we've got a, a great label, Sony Red uh, Century Media, is putting it out, and we're super fired up, and everybody's going to love it. It's a great record. With all those 30 songs to choose from, I mean, obviously, you got 30. You can only pick 10. Are we going to be maybe test driving some live maybe next week? See how the audience reacts. Oh yeah, we've already been doing that. We've oh, we've been playing yeah. the song. We've been playing a song called "The Vacuum," and then we play. Uh, we have another song called "Chaos Is the Ladder," and we've been doing those two. We've just been rotating them. We don't want to give it all away, but we have a lot more songs. But uh, it, it, it's just fun for us to give everybody a little dose and you know get away from all the usual suspects, you know. But we, we don't get me wrong. We look forward to hearing the usual suspects too. But hearing some live Buck Cherry, hearing some new Buck Cherry before anybody else gets to, there's something pretty rad about that too, man. Yeah, I mean that's why 
you go to the live show so you can get a little something that you're not going to get sitting at home. You know, that's the reason I went. So for sure. We cannot wait to see you guys kick ass. Northwoods Rock Rally, Gen X Summer Tour. It's Buck Cherry. It's Alien Ant Farm. It's lit. It's POD. And it, it is going to be lit. It's going to be completely lit on that stage in Glen Flora. Josh, we can't wait to hang next week, man. It's going to be great, man. Great interview. And I appreciate it.